What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Podcast here on the DFPM. Thank you for everybody for subscribing. Uh, just for you guys, we got a treat for you tonight. Fabulous Frankie D, uh, you did it again, man. You did it again. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're going to keep on our Legend Series. Uh, tonight, we have a very, very special guest joining us. The first black intercontinental champion, um, one of the crowd favorites right before we got into, this was like kicking off the Attitude Era. Um, yeah, he came in around the, the new generation. Yep, yep. Of the WWF, yeah. And one of, the, one of the names, like to this day, when you say his name, it brings you back to a time period. I remember hearing we got this interview and I was like, damn, man, like I remember, I remember exactly where I was when I heard of the Pearl River Plunge, bro. And like everything, the music, the crowd, how, how the crowd just engaged toward them. And we have them here today, man. So it's an honor and a pleasure to have him on the show. Everybody welcome Mr. Ahmed Johnson to No Gimmicks. How you doing, sir? What's up, bro? Hey, man, thank you for your time. Appreciate you for coming on. What's up, Big Frank? What's going on, man? How you doing, boss, man? Same old, same old. Right, right. Yeah, we, you know what, been a big fan of yours for many, many, many years. Many saw years. You, saw you in Anaheim, California at a WWF house show that you were on. And um, you, I mean, people don't understand just how over Ahmed Johnson was in, in the WWF it's in, an in the mid-90s. Yeah, hell yeah, in the, mid, in the mid-90s. Like, people just understand. Like, I say it all the time. Like, there's the Goldbergs and all these different people, but nobody had that intensity No, before... they, they tried, though. They, they wanted yeah. they tried to be Ahmed Johnson, but they couldn't do it. Right. right. Couldn't duplicate the that. The intensity no. I had was deep down in my soul, man. They, they, they can't reach that. No, right. man. But that's that's the thing. So like, there was there was Goldberg, but then there was there was you before that, bro. And it was like, it was nothing nobody had ever seen before. It wasn't just right. it wasn't just it was the presentation. It was like when they see you, it's like God dog. Like th- this uh, this guy's a power, and that's how they they built you as a powerhouse. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and you couldn't help but the the intensity. You couldn't help but gravitate towards it. And on top right. of that, if you look at the if you look at the locker room, uh, man, when you were there in the WWF at the time, it, it was a very you know the the guys were a lot smaller. You know, you had Bret Hart there, you had Shawn Michaels there, but then you had a couple standouts like yourself, um, Psycho Sid, mm-hmm. um, Kevin Nash as Diesel. You know, you had you know, Razor Ramon, Vader, Big Ben. Yep, Vader was there. I think at the, at the time too, they brought Warrior back as well and all that. Yeah. But, you you were there in clubs for that, but um, your your career actually started a little bit before that. You started right here in in Texas as part of Global. Yeah, I'm Pusky trained me. Okay, okay. So you went through you went through this school, uh, the wrestling mm-hmm. school, with two notable names, uh, considered one of the best tag teams ever. That's Booker T and Stevie Ray. You went through yes, that sir. with them, right? We all went to school together, man. Wow. Wow. How was that? It was cool. Me and Booker didn't get along, you know, once he got out of prison. We didn't get along at all, man. 
I, did, I don't know if he was jealous because I was, you know, been Stevie's backup for all the years or what his deal was. But uh, I think he was just jealous, man. Wow. It's funny. We, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm going to keep it 1,000, man. Like, just hearing some of the stories about Booker T, um, I kind of soured on Booker T a little bit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I look, I look, I like, I look, I thought Booker, Booker did a lot in WCW, you know, during that time, during the Money Night War. But just hearing some of the stories, bro, like hearing, like, I, I can't, you were, you remember when we was at the Rumble at the Alamo Dome? Oh this yeah. Year? I'm like, I ain't even, I ain't even pop for, I ain't my, even pop my for. My reaction to Booker T is his on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> my reaction pop is on it. Instagram because it's <laughs> because it's like you know it, my my thing is this man. It's like when you were there, and I'm gonna just from what I saw, okay. You were pretty much the only black wrestler they had in the federation at the time that they right. were, that they were Thank pushing. You saying that. Most people yeah. don't realize that. No, people, yeah, people don't realize that. You're the only black wrestler they were pushing. And then, yeah, I remember when Brian Simmons comes in as Farouk aside with the, the blue getup on, and he kicked the shit out of you. Right. You know, and, and, and messed you up. And, and I, I talked to somebody about this. And I'm like, you know, the way it used to be in the business, and maybe you can you can answer this, the way it used to be in the business is, is that if there was one black wrestler in the territory, Another black wrestler would come in and be like, I want that spot. You're so right. they'll take him out. This dude came in, and I'm a Ron Simmons fan. I, I, I'm a Ron Simmons. I, Ron Simmons is the first black heavyweight champion, WCW. Right. Hell of an accomplishment. I'm not taking it away from him, but I'm just putting I'm calling it like I see it. When you were at the top of your game as the Intercontinental Champion, on your way to being the WWF Champion, mm. he cut that shit short. Yes, he did. And, and, and that was, to me, that was, that was targeted. And I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, what do you what do you think about that? Well, you know, That's he, what I was he said on the podcast that he was jealous. He did admit that that he was jealous when he gave me that kick. So, um, you know, after the kick, you know, we kind of, you know, I gave him that slam through the table at uh, the uh, Chicago Street Fight, right? And um, it broke his rib, and then his rib punctured his lungs. Shit. So I was yeah. trying to get some payback for what he did to me, right? Mm. Mm. And do you feel like do you feel like your career would have been different had that not happened to you? Yes, totally different. Wow! Totally yeah, because because after, after, after that, I remember you were there. I mean, it took a long time for you guys to recover. And and I, I'm going to be honest with you, I I love the angle you guys are doing because I remember you on Live Wire, and. You know, you were putting them over, like, you know, Heisman, Shorts, Winter, and all this different stuff. And you're like, but you're from the streets, and I'm from the streets, and we can get it going if you want to get it going. So I was I was watching stuff. I'm like, I'm into it. You were down with that, huh? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Hey, yeah, as, I'm not going to lie. As a black person, I was like, yeah, let's go to the streets. That's why I think they should take it to the street. That's why they did that Chicago street fight. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it was just, it was, it was such good stuff, but at the same time, watching it, man, and just just seeing where you were at at the time in the WWF, and then just to see your your momentum, just like, damn. And it's like to me, honestly, you just to me, you never recovered after that. And no. and they and and it just and then don't want to jump ahead, but then I remember they put you in a match. Uh, you were feuding with the Undertaker. This is when they turned you heel. 
and you actually mm-hmm. join the nation of domination, which I'm gonna be honest with you, it's a black man seeing four black dudes out there, you, D'Lo, Kama, uh, and 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 uh, and Ron Simmons, and you out there, you know, just I mean y'all are just jacked, dude. Like you walking down the street, like you you know what? You see these dudes coming, you gonna get out the way. You feel me? We had the NWO, right? Right. Y'all was y'all was just militant and you had it. And it's like I don't think anybody realized how you could turn it on as a heel. Because you had been the babyface. But right. you honestly you didn't really change anything. The only thing you changed was your gear turned to black. Exactly. Red. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was it was it was just the same it was the same thing. And you just you went out there, you nailed it. And you feuded with Taker, like you the, the whole thing with Undertaker, like that was that was good stuff. Really right. good stuff. Well, we had right. a meeting with Vince, man, and um, when he was taking me out to Nation, I only stayed there what a month or two. Yeah, and then they jumped me out. And yep. um, when we went to Vince, he called us up up to his office and went up there, and he said, "Y'all have to see. I want to show you something." And he put in a tape of us four walking down the runway. He said, "Now, who am I going to get to believe that y'all can be beat?" Right. Said, I can't That's get, that, get nobody else over with, with, with all four of y'all. And that was cool, you know, because um, he realized that. Yeah. And he's like, the only person can beat the nation is Ahmed. So it would be against the nation, you know, the whole time I was there just about. Right. That is, that is a tough sell because, yeah, I'm like Frank. Seeing that was like, oh, yeah, we here. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's the same thing with me when I was when I was a kid because I was like when this whole thing was going down I was like I was twelve years old, mm-hmm. so 12, 13 years old. So I'm watching this stuff and I'm like, okay, it's it's two two groups that like I wouldn't mess with, right? Uh, it was the Nation of Domination, with with Ahmed was in it, and it was Harlem Heat. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mess I, those two. <laughs> nah, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wouldn't go there. So it's just, but it was cool to see, um, uh, black men getting the push right, that's, right. That's what, that was what was cool about it but i just think man it's like if you hadn't had gotten that that injury where would you have gone especially when the business was about to explode i mean the wwf kind of you know they were losing that war against wcw because right. the nwo angle but right. you on the other hand you were over you were just over. as over as, as Shawn michaels on that yeah. card just as over as bret hart on that card you know steve stone coast steve austin was getting there but he wasn't there yet Right, but you were there, and then this dude comes in and just shuts you down, man. Like I want that spot. That's what. That's how I look at. It. I want that spot. Right. Exactly. Do you think? Do you think that um, had that not happened, y'all had an opportunity to do business? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm. But that that little incident just messed it all up, man. Yeah, because that that, that I, it screams money. Because after that, I didn't trust him in the ring after he kicked me in my kidney. I didn't trust him in the ring anymore after that. You know what I'm saying? So he was stiff. I got stiff. But of course, you ain't going to hear about me being stiff, not him. And what right. he did, he fell in line with the rest of them boys who, oh, man, too too rough. He's getting too slick. He's doing this. He's doing that. And it was just because they were scared to get in the ring with me. Because mm-hmm. they knew. No, I wasn't for the bull. Did you ever have um, any instances where people 
would go to like Vince McMahon or somebody like that and, and actually complain on you and, and try to like stop. Like, like let's just say, for instance, if you if you were doing a program with someone and they say, okay, and they were a member, like I don't know, you were working with Triple H or somebody like that, and Triple H is real close to Shine. Would would Shine go go back and say something to Vince about, hey, this dude's too rough? Like, kind of like we did the Vader and, and squash yes. Vader's push, right? Yes. Shawn Michaels stopped me from getting the the, the, the world belt, man. Because they were going to give it to me. What they were going to do was, I was going to have a match with Undertaker. And then Shams going to match with Undertaker. Shams going to be Undertaker. Then going to set me and Sean up for the world's belt. Oh, my but God. That Shawn Michaels went to Jeff McMahon and told him that he didn't think that the audience, the audience was ready for a black champion. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just thinking of that, like just thinking of that matchup right now, back then would have been crazy. It would have gave the the it would have gave the WWF the the jump it needed oh because it would have been something God. different. I mean, look what yeah. look what they did at WCW. Look at look at Watts and, and let's let's keep it one thousand. Bill Watts, everybody knows Bill Watts. Mm-hmm. Bill Watts had his biggest star in Minnesota was Junkyard Dog. All right, right. He, he the only reason why they put the belt and and this is not I'm I'm not. Knocking Ron Simmons or anybody, but I, I've talked about this table on a bunch of times. The reason they put the belt on Ron Simmons to begin with was because the NAACP was complaining about Turner not having any black champions. That's what right. it was. You know what I'm saying? So if you look at if you look at it at the time, you were because because the only other prominent black superstar that had been in the WWF, yeah, there was there was Bad News Allen, Bad News Brown. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tiny Lister, Zeus. Those yeah. were the only two that I remember. Uh, they, you know, Coco Beware. Coco Beware. But, but they, they were all Coco gimmicks, was, though. They were gimmicks. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't a gimmick. You were pro, you know, the Pearl River Pines, Pearl River, Mississippi. That guitar, that, that it it hits. And you come right. out there, y'all, you got your, 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 you know, your oil down and got the water. And you just, you know, you ain't giving no fives. You ain't kissing no babies. You just... Go right. there and you kill somebody. I'm walking in and I'm whooping ass and I'm leaving. Exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, so the, you were the prototype. And you know the thing about it was when they hired me, they never told me if I was a baby face or a heel. Vince said, let's just go out there and see how the crowd reacts to you. Right. And I walked out there, they popped. And even my, my first dark match, the crowd went crazy when we finished. They gave me and Rico a staying ovation when we finished. Rico yeah. Suave. Yeah, Rico Suave. You remember Rico wow. Suave? That's a <laughs> yeah, name, they man. Us, they gave us a stand ovation, man. The crowd did. And that was the first match of the night. And the boys were all hiding behind the curtain and looking. And you could see the jealousy on their faces. Wow. But I, 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 I have to be honest and tell you this. Like you said, keep, yeah. keep, me, keep me 100. When I first got there, man, the people that would hold me down the most was the brothers. I mean, they, yeah. they would complain and say, I'm mad, did this, I'm mad, did that. And just, man, nothing they can prove. But the brothers did the worst damage to me than anybody. Wow. Wow. It, and how, why is that? Because looking at, looking, at your, looking at your life, I noticed that you were, you were in the Army. So did your right. army carry over like any like how you 
a lot of us, even me, like coming from the military to the outside world, I noticed that we are a lot more professional. Like we just have our ducks right. in a row. Does that seem to piss people off? Like it, it knowing does. that you have your, your stuff in order and you move a certain way. Did that rub anybody the wrong way, you think? Oh. And that that's where the problems came from? Well, it ran Shawn Michaels wrong because he, um, you know, Shawn Michaels back then, he had the clout that The Rock has now. You know, right. Shawn Michaels was running things back then. And um, he called me in the office one day and told me, uh, oh, man, I need you to stop doing them high-flying moves. And I'm like, stop doing them for what? He said, because when you do it at 350 pounds, then I do it, it, it doesn't have much meaning to it when I do it you know, close to 200 pounds. And man, I, that shit went into one ear and out though. That's why I kept doing it. <laughs> because he didn't want me doing it. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Thank you for your service too, by the way. Thank you, bro. So, but yeah, that noticing that is like, I can, I can relate to it because knowing that you move a certain way and you know, it's the pursuit of excellence. Everybody does it. Everybody right. knows what that what that is. Like you're trying to be the best you can be. So, yeah, I can see how that rubs people the wrong way, right? And how well, that makes us wrong. I went out there hurting people, man. They, they not even claim, but you know how many went to the hospital? Wrong in the hospital, but that was a receipt. I owed them that, right? But you know, none of them went to the hospital. None of them came out with bloody nose, bloody lips, and nothing like that, man. They were just crying. Trying to get me out of there, what they were trying to do. Wow. Did, while, while you were going through this, um, the situation with all the jealousy that was going on at the WWF at the time, did you have any interest at all in maybe going to WCW? No, I didn't, man. I, I was loyal to, to WWF, man. Strictly loyal to them. To a fault, almost. Right. Because that around that time would have been the time to get going if it, if it wasn't right. Because they probably would have would have got you out of there real quick. Right. Yeah. yeah they, I mean, they, they, didn't, they didn't like a black man holding the spot down like that, but brothers didn't like it either. So, you know, I'm not saying just the white boys didn't like it. The black dudes didn't like it. So have you heard, have you heard the interviews um, with, with, with the, the licensed Godfather, Mark Henry and all these different guys that will basically just, you know, no, in certain terms, just bury him. Say that basically Ahmed Johnson didn't get it, and supposedly there was a fight between you and D'Lo Brown in the locker room Man. where D'Lo stretched it. You, I know you've heard these stories, so that's why I want to well, get you yeah. on here on No Gimmicks and clarify. Please clear, cl- clarify this so, one. First of all, if D'Lo would have beaten me in the locker room, don't you know every dirt sheet, every paper, every body in the back, the boys would have been talking about it. But right. nobody said that, but the nation. As in Solomon. <laughs> oh, shit. So, so it didn't happen. Nobody's seen this, but Mark, Kama, and D'Lo, and Farouk. Right. And, uh, now, now it makes sense, because, yeah. That, that was just some more they bulled, man, trying to get me down, trying to get over, you know. And, and so it's funny, like, the rumors yeah. didn't start until after I left. If you notice that, nobody yeah. said that happened when 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 I was wrestling. Nobody said I was stiff them while I was wrestling. When I left is when most of the complaints came and all these back and forth, you know, talking about, 
I beat, you know, I met up in the locker room and man, give me a break. If these would have beat in the locker room, they'd have pushed him instead of me. I wish D'Lo Brown would try something like that, man. <laughs> yeah, he said he loves you, but he just didn't get it. He said he loved me. He yeah. said he loves you, but he just didn't get it. That's what that's what he said. It wasn't that's that's what he said. It's like they just they they tell the same story about you just not getting it. Matter of fact, before we started this, I was on the YouTube and I was I saw an interview with the Godfather, uh, Charles Wright, and he said basically that Vince was a mark for your your body. Uh-huh. And, and and that was it. He's like big, big muscle guy. Well, he said, quote unquote, fake big muscle guy is what he said. Whatever the hell that means. And <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. I don't know what I don't know what that means, but that's what he no, said. I don't so, know what it means either. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. But they say he didn't they just say he didn't get it. And he said they tried he, he, they they said they tried with you in the nation of domination. It didn't work. They put you out of the nation, brought Rocky in the nation. You know, they should tell the truth why it, it didn't work. Vince canceled that, not me. Yeah. And they should be mm. honest about that. Mm. That was Vince's job, Kelsey counseling the, the nation program and, and I see why he did and I agreed with him. Yeah. You know. Did you uh do you do you feel after because I'm I'm just gonna be honest with you. It after you got after you were in the nation, you came back, you got the injury. I remember you hurt your you hurt your hand. You hurt that uh-huh. you hurt your hand during a match with the rock. Um but I just felt like the momentum was gone with the crowd. Like I watch a lot of this stuff on the network now on right. the WWE network and you watch these shows and it's like the, the, by the time 90, like 97 gets around the, the pops are, are mild for Ahmed Johnson. And I just right. feel like you got, you got, you got screwed, bro. They, they squandered you. If you, yeah. if you look back on that, I just, that's what I, I, I can see it right there. They, they just, they had something and, and they just, they squandered it. You can, well, you, you know, can see a, a lot of that was was due to the talk backstage. Yeah, mm. you know, back then going back telling Vince this, that, another, and so on. But it, I mean, most of the talk backstage was bull because when I went to WCW as Big T, yeah. I was out of shape. I wasn't wanting to wrestle no more. I had gave it all up, and then Stevie called me and asked me to come tag with him. And I was like, No, nah, man, I can't do that. I'm not in shape. But then Vince Russo called me. And we set up a meeting, and they talked me into doing it. Yeah, but but I was yeah. a big T man. I, I I wouldn't. I didn't want to wrestle no more after Big T. Mm. Yeah, you had lost love for it. Yeah. And no, you can tell. You can you can tell when you when you showed up as Big were, T. As Big T, people were were shocked because you came in as part of um, Harlem Heat two thousand. Right. So I'm funny. not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I marked. All the way the fuck out for that. <laughs> when, no, was when, I, when I saw it, I marked out. I was like, "Oh my god, yes, <laughs> yes." Yeah, but the but but by the time you you got there, unfortunately, by the time you got to WCW, the tide had turned. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. like what it was before back during year. Like when you were the WWF, they were hot. Now right. you come in and, and Russo and it's the Russo Bischoff administration. It's the you're in the middle of the new blood angle. Yeah. Um Harmony two thousand, you got your feeding with Booker T. There's a lot of goofy stuff going on. And but I, I thought as a as a unit, as a package, 
man, y'all were y'all were badass. But as you can tell by looking at your face and just your reactions being there, just wasn't it. You didn't want to be there. You, yeah. It just it was it wasn't the same. Like your Big T, you we you're Tony Norris, we know that. But Big T comes in, and you think about Ahmed Johnson. Like, oh, here comes Ahmed Johnson, but it's not right. the same. Ahmed right. Johnson, it's it's you know you you you're heavier. You put on a lot more weight at this at this yeah. point because you like you say you don't want to you you they called you you didn't call them looking for a job they called you to say hey we want right. to bring you in for for this you know for this angle and you come in at WCW and it just didn't work and I I remember they were trying to do something with you at the end there when you guys broke up Harley Me two thousand and you were gone. Yeah, you, you, just, it, you know, it was it. the person that didn't want me there was Booker T. He was the only wow. one with Bischoff and Plain that he didn't want me to come in because he thought I was going to steal some of his heat. That's crazy, man. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, man, it's the brothers that you know did the most damage. And it, and you know what? Because it means more coming from them. Huh? It, it meant more. It meant more coming from them. Yeah. Like it hurt more. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like they're going to management. It's one of our own. We don't even want them here. Exactly. Well, that's how it goes, bro. That's why. That's what I was saying earlier. It's like if you you look back to the business, there's only so many black guys on the roster. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That that's just that's just what it was. Like I I, I heard the stories uh, of 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 Bill Watts. And you would have Ernie Ladd in there or whatever and say, Oh, how many how many ends we got on the card tonight? You know what I'm yeah. saying? That that's the way they that's how they thought. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I got in there, Bill Watts tried to name me Buck. Oh shit. That's crazy. He tried to name me Buck. <laughs> that is crazy. Me, no. That wasn't happening. You know, Buck was a slave. They used yeah. to slaves and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like the Harlem Heat went in depth to debut. They started thinking about it was called the Runaways, and they had yeah, came out on chains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had Colonel Parker leading them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I remember that. that. That was so racist, man. It's a very racist business. One question that I did have, speaking of speaking of Ahmed Johnson, when you so you and Vince created Ahmed Johnson, correct? Right. So did you know when you created this name that it was going to be so over with the Muslim community? Because no, it was. I, I didn't. You ain't lying. When I went to Kuwait, man, we, the fans went crazy. And I was, you know, listed as the main eventer. And we sold that stadium, a big soccer stadium. We sold it out. Sold it out. Yeah. Yeah, you won the uh, Kuwaiti Cup. Yeah, they, yeah. Them, them Muslims were all about Ahmed, man. They were about nothing else but Ahmed. But, you know, it's that, the same thing happened in Africa and even in Germany. It's just a big name abroad. Yeah, they, they just came out, you know, to see Ahmed Johnson, you know. Wow. So, so what exactly um, led to your departure from the WWF? Well, my 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 place was sick, very sick. Mm-hmm. She was dying of cancer, and um, that and they had this angle worked out to where I was supposed to be lynched by oh. the um, Truth Commission. Wow, a South African group. You know, apartheid just got done with South Africa with apartheid. 
Yeah. And they wanted me to be lynched on national TV. Man, you know I couldn't go for that. Nah. Hell no. You go for that. No, Hell but you know, you, you you know later on, okay, it's funny you, you bring that up. Because later on somebody was lynched on WWF television. It was oh, yeah. Boss Man. WrestleMania 15, Boss Man, Undertaker hung him, hung a noose around his neck from the hell in the cell. Yep. Well, that's what they wanted to do to me, man, was, was, was hang me. They out they they out their damn mind. And they, that saying, would, they that would no not idea. have gone over well. It's like they got no idea what we've been through. Yeah. You know what? That that just made me mad when they want to lynch me, man. Yeah. That and I don't even know why those, they would can those two things are the reason I walked away from WWF. Wow. I don't even know why they would even conceive an idea like that. Like what what who who gets over doing that? It's like it's like that that angle they did with uh, uh Terry Runnels with the miscarriage. Who gets over? Like how many tickets is that gonna sell? Like is that like Exactly. You know what I mean? Like at the time it's like let's capitalize because they did a lot of that. Let's capitalize on on something wild and ridiculous. Like when Flying Brian died, they brought his wife on television. Like stuff like yeah. that. And it's just like we don't need the shock TV, but lynching a black man is like crazy. That's the craziest idea. Well, the crazy part about it is is they have the balls to come up to Ahmed yeah. Johnson and say, Hey, we got a we got a hell of a creative idea for you tonight. We're gonna have the South Militant uh group here, the Truth Commission, and they're gonna they're gonna tie a noose around you and we're gonna hang you on Monday Night Raw. Make that a trip. <laughs> No wonder Absolutely. they were getting their asses. No wonder they were getting their asses destroyed by WCW. Yeah, that and losing losing your sister. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that took me out the game. I I got to go. I oh got yeah, I, I I went to Vince's office, man, at, at the, the arena we was at, and I asked him, "Was you know that true? They were gonna lynch me?" And he said, "Well, yeah, it's the angle we want to get over." I said, "No, no, I, I did. We wouldn't argue. We didn't fight." I just got my bag and left. So, I mean, at this point, I remember they did a, uh, you did an angle on Raw with um, with Stone Cold Steve Austin. When you came out there, I mean, Austin had, um, Austin had Stone Cold stunned you the week before. Mm, so you right. came out there, you did, a, you, you did an angle with Austin, and then it was supposed to be a match. But you said in that promo, you said, because all the fans at this point, they were on Steve Austin's side. They were booing you. And you that's right. what you said. I don't need fans. And it goes back to what you said a little while ago when you said Vince never said you're going to be a babyface or a heel. So exactly. it didn't matter. You said, I don't need fans. I've been on my own since I was 13, on my exactly. own, doing my thing. So I was actually looking forward to the match that was supposed to happen later on <laughs> on Raw, and it didn't happen. You got laid out by Kane. Right, right. Steve Austin uh, was nothing that I heard didn't want to work me. But we worked together in Kuwait, me and yeah. Steve did, mm-hmm. where I beat him in Kuwait, you know. And I don't know, man, it, it was just some bad blood around there, man. Well, it's wow. a, dude, I mean, it's just it's it's just that. You hear the stories from so many wrestlers that were in that era. It was a shark tank, man. It's just, yeah. you 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 had, you, you know, you, you would hear the stories of, of, of Triple H, jealous of The Rock, Shawn Michaels and him jealous of The Rock. Punk exactly. in the rock backstage, um, trying to hold him down. It, it, they, right. the, the click because I mean because when you came in, 
that's another thing I was asking you. When you came in, the click was, was still there. Very right. prevalent. In the, very, in the active. very active. Very active. So, so how so so how was I mean how was that? You know what I mean? Um dealing with did you have any interactions with the click at all? No, none. Oh, let me tell you something. When I got there, I knew I was green, okay? And I figured one of the boys would take me under the wings, one of the brothers would take me under the wings and you know show me the ropes and stuff. And the right. reason they say that uh I didn't get it because I didn't go out drinking with them, I didn't go out smoking with them, I didn't go party with them. And then they said, you know, oh, he was difficult. That's why they said I was difficult. Because you you stayed to yourself. Yeah, I stayed myself. And then I had um, the show where Ultimate Warrior came. And yeah. Ultimate Warrior was going to the locker room. And then he called me. He said, I'm oh, come to get dressed with me. Because he had no private locker room. And I couldn't even get dressed with Ultimate Warrior. And he hit me to the game big time, man. Big time. He said, you know, they did the same thing to me. They were jealous of me. They didn't want me to get over because I don't hang out with the boys. And to them, that's you not getting it. Mm. No, you hear a lot of you hear a lot of a lot of crap about Warrior, but yeah, what Warrior what Warrior did for you there, he actually did the same thing for Kamala. Kamala, I, I forgot about Kamala. Oh Kamala man, that was, was another a bad one. story there, man. Yeah, it sure yeah. was. Like that, yeah. that was bull. That was straight bullshit. And and but Warrior. They had Kamala write, you know, say with him, like riding his limo and all that. He says, hey, yeah. you can ride with me, brother, because Vince is, Vince is paying for all this stuff. So, yeah, I don't mind. You know, and just yeah. just hearing the stories back in the day about Kamala, you know, had to be separate over here from everybody else. And right. it's just like, I mean, you know, it's 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 whatever. But And it, the, the thing about it was, with Kamala was, there were, he did a match. I won't say the person he did a match with. But he did a match, and um, that person got paid a million bucks because they was mainly there. Oh yeah, I'm saying a million bucks, and guess what Kamala got? Five thousand. Yeah, that was Undertaker. That was at um, yeah. 19, that was uh, already, SummerSlam '92. Yeah, and and yeah. all poor Kamala got was a was five thousand dollars, man. And because they knew man. they knew he, I, I talked to him maybe a month before he passed. And yeah. brother, he was so hurting so bad until he went out and he said that he's hunting squirrels for something to eat. Jeez. He was doing just that bad, man. And not one person reached out to him. And they still That's ain't got sad. to the Hall of Fame. That's sad. Well, the Hall, you, we all know the deal with the Hall of Fame, man. It's, it's, it's whoever Vince likes today. That's who goes yeah. to the Hall of Fame. Well, I call it the Hall of Shame, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not even in there. That's a travesty. That you're not. He's first black champion, and I'm not in there. Yeah, he's not. He he, Ahmed Johnson's not in there. Sid Vicious ain't in there. Like all these dudes, not in there. Yeah, was that Owen? Well, Owen's not going to go in. We already know why Owen's We know that, yeah. Yeah, Owen's wife said he's not going to let. Owen's wife said that she don't want him in the Hall of Fame, and he didn't want to be in that Hall of Fame. Like I yeah. said, with the Hall of Shame, you let Ted Turner get in the Hall of Fame and not Owen Hart. Come on, man! It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Exactly. What did what did Ted? I mean, not Ted Turner. Donald Trump when he came and yeah. did that haircut match, and that's all he did, and he made the Hall of Fame from that. Come on, man. Yeah, he's in a, what is it? The celebrity wing, I the guess, of the Hall of Fame. Wing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they say, well, what is that? Well, they'll say, well, Donald Trump's always had a a, um, a relationship with the company. You know, he they, WrestleMania four and five were at Trump Plaza back in Atlantic the day. You City, know, yeah, Atlanta City. So he did that or whatever. But does that constitute to say, oh yeah, well, you can go in the Hall of Fame? But you know, hey, you know, Bad News Island, you didn't really do nothing over here, so we're not going to put you in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sid Vicious, you didn't do nothing. Lex Luger, right. you didn't do nothing. You know. Right. Hey, we'll put Barry, we'll put we'll put Barry Windham in, but you you can come in as a horseman, not on your own, you know. But they yeah. they can't say I didn't do nothing because I like I said, if I didn't if I had got that belt, okay, and I was out drinking and doing drugs and smoking, dog, they would have shit it all over me, and every black rascal would have come after that. That's the thing. That's but the I carried, thing. Yeah, but I carried the belt well. And that's when Vince got the bright idea, hey, we can push the black wrestler. And I wanted yeah. to belt with Green Bay, Wisconsin. And it was like, <laughs> out of all places, you went to yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do it. And they, they popped big time, man. Well, it's it's no different than, like, you go back and watch when, when, when Ron Simmons won the WCW belt. <laughs> they True. popped big time. Like, it was... Black people and white people out there celebrating this this situation because it's something you don't it's see. Big. Exactly, it's, big. it's a big thing. Now yeah. it happens. It's not really a big deal anymore because you get your know, black shamers all the time. We've seen that with Bobby Lashley. Right. We've seen that with Big E. You've seen that with The Rock. You know, right. Booker T, Mark Henry. The list goes on and on. Obviously, people. So actually, so what, what's your um, what's your opinion of Mark Henry? Because Mark Henry is another one who says you just you know what I it's, it's funny. We, he never had a bad word for me when I was wrestling. He never hit that. I mean, not one bad word when I was wrestling. Then all of a sudden, I quit. And I get all these crazy podcasts of him talking shit. And why he did that, dog, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, he told a story. He, he told a story on some podcast. I don't know where it was. But he said it, it, the story was completely... The timeline was off. Timeline was ass backwards, and he he yeah. said something about you know uh, you know uh, Ryan was Ryan was out for like nine months or some shit, eight months, and and you know he was riding with Teddy Long and all that, and I'm like, this is wrong because number one, Teddy Long was in WCW right during, during this time. He, he wasn't up, even. Yeah. In, I sent I, I sent this to because I'm friends with Teddy Long. I sent this to Teddy. I said, what what the hell is this? He said, "That's how the boys talk, man. Boys talk shit. That's what he said. Yes, because he, he said that's what he, that's all he said. Boys just talk shit. Because I I'm listening to this and I I know the story is BS because you're telling me that a guy who doesn't you're riding with someone that doesn't work for the company that's not there. Teddy didn't come into the company until what 99, 90, late 98, 99 right. as a referee. He wasn't there yet. You were gone by that time." Exactly. So, oh yeah, he's the one pushing the D'Lo, the D'Lo story too. Yeah, and he don't know. I never met Teddy Long. He's old. Not Teddy. Know about me, man. Not Teddy. Not uh, Teddy. Mark. Mark. Mark did. Oh yeah, Mark. Mark signed off on that shit, man. And Karma signed off on it. And I'm yeah. like, when this happened, and it did happen, why didn't the wrestling fans hear about it? Because if I had stretched Ahmed Johnson in the locker room, I'd have been bragging about it. Well, it would have been all over. The, it, it would have been every dirt sheet. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, it's still, it would. It was. It would still be a story because oh, there are yeah. stories like such and such fought back then, and they got their ass whooped. But 
Nothing came out about Ahmed Johnson. No, I didn't. You never hear that story. I, I never yeah. heard that story until until hearing it on a podcast. But it's like the story uh, that happened with, with with Roddy Piper and Kevin Nash in WCW, where uh-huh. Piper went Piper went in there and, and tried to. I guess Piper went in there and tried to be a badass to Nash, and before Piper could do anything, Nash slapped a shadow and then slapped him again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm so, but all these people were around <laughs> that saw this. And they're like, wait a minute, Piper's supposed to be this big badass. <laughs> he ain't doing right. shit. That's a story you heard about because it made the sheets. This, right. this story here, like, no, I don't know anything about it. And you let it go on, they'd be saying Piper beat up Nash. Right. <laughs> well, their way. well, Piper said he beat, yeah, Piper, before he passed away, Piper was on a podcast and Nash was like, yeah, he's starting to shit up again. <laughs> he's like trying to trying to say that he did trying to say he did something that he didn't he didn't do it. Got to keep the story alive. Got to keep it alive. I guess. Like, oh, can you can you say that I can you say that I hit you instead of you punking me? Like, exactly. They didn't make I up these know. stories, man. I guess they make them up trying to get over, man. But Zero right. could never get over. He was never over, man. And 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 I ain't saying Zero had skills. Yeah, D'Lo had skills, man, but the fans never liked him. They never would take to him. This is this is true, actually, because I I like D'Lo, but the crowd really wasn't feeling him. Yeah, the crowd wouldn't take to him, dog. It's kind of question. It's kind of questionable. I I don't think. Okay, so I'll put it like this: during the time that you were there, no, they didn't take to D'Lo. D'Lo was like a mid, a, a side player in the nation. But when D'Lo had that. Chest protector gimmick when he oh, when, yeah, going, when, when he yeah. at the end when yeah. he was going for the European champion when he actually they when they let him have a personality instead of just <laughs> being a guy that's sitting over here he he became the European champion he was a champion of Europe and he had the chest protector gimmick that's when he actually got over with the people that's when people started looking at Dio a different way right to be fair you know what I'm saying that but that was yeah, like after true. you were gone that's when you were gone that yeah yeah so. That 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 right there was a whole different story. But then, like I said, you went to, you went down to WCW, and and what did you when you because if this was your first time at WCW, what did you think of the uh, the atmosphere down there? Was it chaotic as as many wrestlers have said it was, or what was going on down there? Yeah, because they let the boys in the NWO run the show. Yeah. Mm. Once again, it's like the click was in WCW running the show, man. Well, so that's what, was, that's what they said. That's what they said. Sean Michaels cut a promo and said, right. don't, don't, don't. He said, click, click north and click south. Yep. Yep. That's, that's what I he, mean, what he you said. Know, you had Nash, Scott Hall, Razor, um, two, two, uh, one, two, three kid. Mm. And who else was in that in W.O.? Hogan. Yeah. Now you got all them big names in one little group, dog. Yeah, they they were running shit, man. They ran that show. Right. Damn. Didn't mess with that one. <laughs> no. So do you see a scenario where everything can be reconciled and you you get at least back into wrestling? Not even not even like a like a full time gig, but is there a scenario that you could see yourself maybe if they offer you a Hall of Fame, get reconciled? Do you see that happening or no? Man, if 
if the fans want it, I would probably do it. Or if the money, the money got to be right, though. But that's be straight up on that. The money got to be right, though. Right, right. I know they, they do these Legends contracts, but I don't know. I don't know the details of it, but. Well, they stopped doing Legend contract and they got some other name oh, for that's it. that's true. That's true. Or they're screwing the boys over big time. Oh, yeah. They got some, I, oh, I don't yeah. know what the name of it is, but they got some new contract and they canceled the Legend contracts. Mm-hmm. And started this new deal. So what did you th- what did you think about the um, all the controversy last year with Vince McMahon? Did you see any of that stuff coming? You know, Vince was is is a very smooth character, man. Mm. If he was doing it, we didn't notice, right? <laughs> that girl came out and just started telling you know the truth, what what happened? Hey. You know, I'm gonna leave a dog with a dog until I see a strike. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's yeah. how I looked at it, man. That's that's. His, I mean, Vince had the money, and yeah. he just look. He had the power. He had the money. He had the power. He had the money. He had the power, and, and to do what he wants, it's like lots of men would do it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just what he did. Just he used company funds. And he exactly. was and he was trying and he was trying to be a homie. I'm I'm gonna pass her to you. Like he was passing to John Laurinaitis, John Yates. I'm gonna pass her over here to you. You have your fun with her. And you know, we'll sign these non-disclosure agreements and ain't never nothing gonna get out, but then it got out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Conspiracy, whatever. I don't know. Got to be more careful, dog. It's like when I was yeah. with uh I did that angle with Sonny. A lot of people was asking me, Am I racist? No, I'm not racist, man. I mean, I'm 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 hip to my flight of my people, but that don't make me a racist. Cause remember, right. I told Sonny when Sonny was rubbing that oil on me, and I said, "My mama told me to take trash out, don't bring it in." And she didn't <laughs> like that, brother. She thought that was too hard. It's a damn truth. I mean, as, as history, as <laughs> history proved you right on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody made a meme said Ahmed Johnson knew way back then that she was going to be <laughs> Well, hell yeah. I mean, hey, but but you but but you know what? You you hear the stories about her, uh, about Tammy with uh, you know because she was with you know Chris Candido, rest his soul. But she was running around back there. You you know hear stories running around with Shawn Michaels and you know Davey Boy Smith, a couple other different cats there. I mean. Was that kind of awkward, man? Like all the all the the wrestlers back there knew what was going on. Yeah, Candido, Candido didn't really kid really say anything because he, you know, might have got might have been scared of getting fired or whatever because he had just you know he's come up exactly. in there body body donners and all that. So, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't know how deep they were into it, her and Sean, but they must have been pretty deep. I remember one time down at while well, looking downstairs on the bars, and Sonny was down there, and then Sean came down. With Chris, yeah. with Chris sitting there, she took her leg and straddled Sean's legs, and was kissing him in front of Chris. Man, I mean, wow. I, I don't know if he was whipped or what his deal was, but he, he didn't say nothing about it. Didn't say a word about it. Ain't no way. <laughs> Ain't no way. No. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> he looked like like my boy uh, C. Pimp say, hey. If you look at him, go with him. Yep. You want to be with him, go with him. That's crazy. That's wild. That's wild. Let me ask you this question, though. Let's just, you know, hypothetically say that 
when you went to WCW and you had been in ring shape and you was passionate about it, you were feeling it. What if they would have said, okay, hey, uh, Big T, we want to put the WCW Royal title on you. Would you have been down been down with that or just like, you know, I, I don't want to be the champion? For WCW? Yeah. I probably would have carried the belt for him. Mm. I, I probably would have carried the belt for him. Because I can see the, the match I was hoping for, if I had been in shape, I wanted the match between me and Goldberg since he was trying to beat me. <laughs> That would have been fire. Let him really be me. So he could feel what it's like to be me. Right. But, you know, yeah. uh, he, he got his little, you know, his push, man. And that was it. Oh, can you imagine? That would have been money. Oh. That would have been. There's just so many. There's just, that, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, at, you know, like we have Yorner right now. There's just so many matches that would have been money. That just didn't happen. You versus Stone Cold Steve Austin would have been money, right? You know what I mean. You and you and Undertaker having that proper proper matchup. If you not had had not gotten injured, that would have been money. Yeah, because right. I'm pretty sure they would have probably switched the belt. Because why not? Exactly. Like me and Stone Cold, I I would have I would have went. I, I took a pin for him. I would let yeah. him. I would let him beat me because he let me beat him in Kuwait. So I mean, I would have did the job back for him. I would, I would have did the job for him. For some wow. reason, that that match didn't didn't come to light, you know. That's a shame. That's a real shame. Yeah. Do you uh, watch any of the current wrestling today, like WWE, AEW? Are you just no, like I, I don't might really watch pop it. on it every now and then, but yeah. I, I think they're taking that bloodline angle too far, man. Oh man, we talked about this last week. I, I think they're taking it too far. Shark. Yeah, jump shark. You know, it's like every match is a main event match. You know, and, and the boys have to come there in suits and ties. I heard that Vince's orders that they have to show up in suit and ties. And back mm-hmm. when I was doing it, man, we didn't show up with our blue jeans, the ripped up shirt, whatever we had. But you yeah. know. I don't know. It's a different business now. It's, yeah, it's different. I mean, he's trying to do what, what he thinks is good for business, having to show up in suit and tie, but I, I don't get that. I don't get it either. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, when you, I mean, I, I remember when they enacted the dress code and a lot of wrestlers were complaining about it because, like, dude, you got to drive 200 miles to the next town. Exactly. And you want us to be in a damn suit and tie and, and, and dress in business casual for what? Exactly. This ain't the NBA. Yeah. You know, even even the NBA players don't even dress in that. You know, but I think they kind of leaned up a little bit. You can either wear business casual or or tap out clothing. Right. What they let you wear. You know what I mean? So I'm wearing the tap out stuff if I'm back there. Yeah. That, that's, that's that's your choice. You wear the business yeah. suit or you tap out and get out. <laughs> yep. So have you had any contact at all with WWE since your departure? Uh, no, I haven't called them. They haven't called me. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. And, and there's, there's been many stars. a superstar, too. Yeah, there's been many a superstar that have gone and come back. It's odd right. that they, like, they haven't actually reached out to you in any form. Do you oh, Ben's like to he punish you, dog. That's, that's what he thinks he's doing is punishing me. But yeah. he don't know. I invested my money well. I invested it real well. So, hey... It is what it is. Yeah. Do you think there's any kind of 
I don't know, residual heat there in the WWF, maybe due to the way, I mean, we can understand why you left, but mm-hmm. do you think Vince is like, you know, I think he left for bullshit reasons, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push him. You know, I'm not, I don't, I don't want anything to do with him because, like, it's it's crazy that we've even had, we've even seen Sid come back at one time. Right, you know? right. We saw, we saw that warrior. after his that yeah, Warrior came. Every, everybody's come back. Even, yeah, they even got Sting to come into the company back in 2014. Hmm. You know what I mean, so it's very funny that you know when you when you talk about the WWF, you talk about the history. Ahmed Johnson's never brought up in any of this stuff. Oh, yeah. I just find that odd. Yeah, he can't do it. Right. I'm your first right. black champion. Everybody's gonna always know that. Just there's, there's nothing you can do to stop that. Yeah, yeah. You are you are you are a walking piece of history. Yes, sir. And, and it seems like they and it's wild because it seems like so many people try to bury that history. Yeah, they they trying, and the thing about it, he you know getting the help from some of the boys like Mark Henry, D'Lo, Common. And think about it, why is it that the three brothers or, or the four brothers are talking shit about me instead of you know helping me? When I got the WWF, like I said, nobody would help me, and I was green, and they wouldn't help me or anything. The only person that tried to help me was Razor Ramon. Razor would stand at the curtain and watch my matches. And when I get out the ring, he would stop me and be like, okay, I'm mad. This looked good. This didn't look good. This looked good. Razor Ramon was the only one that stepped up, man, to try to help. God bless you. Know, you, hear, you, hear, you hear all those stories all the time about Scott Hall. He's yeah. like the type of guy, when, when, when Scott's head was on and Scott yeah. was, was, was business, like you hear those stories all the time about Scott. Scott, was, Scott would always go out of his way to help somebody. And help, help with just they didn't have to do it. He didn't have to step there and watch your match, right? No, right. He could just, but he, the fact he had, that he did, did it is amazing. Did it exactly because he saw money. He he saw it. Yep. You right. And even some of the matches they were sandbag on, like uh, Yoko. When I first came out, did that slam on Yoko. Yeah. We were in the back before the match, and Vince told me, "I want you to pick up Yoko and slam him." And I'm like, to myself, I'm saying, "Damn, I don't know if I can do that." <laughs> well, maybe if Yoko helped me a little bit, I can do it. So I went to Yoko, and um, I was like, Yoko, Vince want me to slam you during a match. And Yoko said, well, I hope you can get me up because I'm not jumping for you. And dog, you watch that tape. He didn't jump one inch for me. I just reached down with everything I had and picked this big ass up and got it down for the slam. But wow. Yoko didn't, didn't, yeah, he didn't try to help me one bit, man. And that was that was a legit slam too, because yeah, very legit. Luger was Luger was more of a hip toss, like a well, Luger he was only two hundred pounds lighter too. People don't realize that Mm. he was two hundred pounds lighter, and it was more like a hip toss. And when I got hold of Yoko, he was six hundred something pounds. Yeah. So he kind (laughs) of did. Did you kind of earn his respect by doing that? Yeah, I, I, I did. We became good friends after that, man. Yeah, good, yeah. good, good. Yeah, that's what's respect up. The, respect the Yoko. I want to yeah. ask you. Real, I want to ask you real quick. Is is a, a question about a feud you had um, in the WWF? It was with Goldust. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah, dude. You 
I forgot who you wrestled, but you are laid out on the stretcher. And this dude comes up and just, God bless Dustin Rhodes, just the shit that they had him doing. But he goes and, and he's going to bring you back to basically the life. He's going to help you. Right. So he starts, <laughs> you know what happened. Wait, right. wait. When you the way you man the way Bro, you, when that, you got when you got up right when you got up from that you uh-huh. can't tell me some, that was some dude some dude was standing by the door oh Bro, hell I man I crushed him I crushed him first of all Goldust and we had practiced this before and he supposed to put his hand over my mouth like this and yeah. kiss his hand. But he knew it was live TV, and I couldn't get up and do nothing because of live TV. <laughs> so he wanted him for the kiss for real. And then that, that dude that smashed me the door, I got him because he was too cocky. This asked the boys in the back, who could, which one of y'all stand in front of the door for our man? And this dude, I'll do it. I'm not scared. I'll stand in front of the door. That's why he got blasted like he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. There was a dude. There was there was a, a there was there was a black wrestler. Uh, his name was uh, the Alpha Male Monty Brown, right? And he had uh-huh. a, he had a move called the pounce, and uh, that's what that looked like when you when you, when you slammed that dude to that door. That dude went fucking flying. That was that was funny. So I just had to, I just had to ask you about that. Like, would you would completely you, would you forgot say, about that? To you, yeah. You obviously, you said bottom, like, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. And this was the part when, when Goldust was really uh, doing that Arashi's, uh gimmick, the early incarnation of Goldust. Like, yeah, exactly. it was, and, and you being a black man, like, like just the way you woke up and was like, "What yeah. the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you would you would you would think you would think that okay, like they said a bunch of times. Like, I know a lot of that stuff over there is scripted. Right. This ain't scripted. Like, oh no, that this was, dude was right. legit. Because you, you, you woke up. You woke up, you got the gold paint all over your face. And you, <laughs> <laughs> you just you just flipped up and snapped. And I was like, I just remember that that poor dude going through that door. <laughs> he, he was nowhere in this scripted. And I like working with Dustin too, man. He was he was fun to work with, man. That's he was awesome, fun. Man. Him, Owen, Owen Hart was a lot of fun, man. And um yeah. Vader, reason Vader was, I love working Vader because Vader came to me before our match and he said, um, I'm in. He saw some locker room. He came sat down beside me. He said, I'm in. I want you to land me there because I'm going to land there on you. I'm going to lay him in there. And I was like, Are you kidding me? I, I thought he was joking. But I got in that ring, man. He did that club thing doing the corner. Yeah. Boy, he rung my bell with that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Vader. Oh, yeah. Vader was. Yeah, Vader was legit. Yeah, yeah Vader he, was. It, it, it just. I, and that's another guy. You know what? Another guy. They they screwed. They they yeah. squandered. Look, look at look at the monster Vader was in WCW. Until Hogan came, right? And then look at him in the WWF with Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels having a temper tantrum in the ring at SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah. And he's you know. Vader forgets the spot or forgets to move, and Shine Michaels like move and just whatever. You know, what I mean, what, what what's your opinion of Shine today? They say Shine's a, a changed man and all that, and you don't really hear a lot of stories about Shine Michaels anymore. So, what what do you think about that? I know you're not even there. What do you, you think? Know, I I I don't know. I don't know. If he changed man. He changed for God. Then God bless him, man. 
Yeah. But if he's pulling off another gimmick, then yeah, I got I got a problem with that. Yeah. Because you don't play with the Lord like that, man. Right. That's so, yeah. I haven't heard any stories about Shine. So, I don't need I, well he's like got his hands on NXT now. So Yeah. He he's pretty he's laying pretty low. So he's running NXT? Him and well, he's 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 got a lot to do with the talent. Uh-huh. And training them, like coaching them. Uh, he he's very hands on down there. When Hunter was there, they ran it kind of pseudo together. But now, yeah, basically, Hunter... basically, kind of like what's going on is that yeah, essentially, Sean is running NXT at this point, right? While while Triple H is running the main the main right. roster, right? This is what's going the main show is what's going on. So, so pretty still, much, it's still the, the same crew. The yeah. is still in business. Oh, they go. They go bring the clip back with some new guys. <laughs> believe that. Yeah, yeah. I thought they should the nation back with some new guys. You know, once everybody left, they should have just brought some new guys in. I don't, I don't think we'll ever see a reincarnation of the nation. The closest yeah. we'll get is what what they have with the hurt business. That was the closest that they'll get. Yeah, yeah, because it's just it's a different time now. Just you know, back then they can get away with that, and the and the nation of domination was very close to the nation of Islam. Pretty much, yeah, is what, right? Yeah, right. So that's. You can't just the way the world is today with the sensitivity and everybody getting offended over nothing. You can't do the nation. You you just right. you couldn't do it. I mean, they changed the nation anyways when when they had Owen Hart in it. But if you remember the original Nation of Domination, it was a multiracial faction. You had right. crushing it. You had right. Savio Vega. You had Farouk, Crush. Clarence Mason, uh, D'Lo. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and it just it was just, but yeah, like you know, like like Black just said, you won't see that ever again, which you know no. it sucks because because that's what it all comes back to. The wrestling fans are trained to say, hey, anytime there's all black group, let's bring back the nation. We we want to see, <laughs> yeah. you know, what yeah. I'm saying yeah. it's just all it's just all the black guys, but it's like yeah, we can do the nation, but it ain't got to be all black dudes. It can be right. it's called the nation, so. You know, you can you can do sprinkle something. Some, sprinkle a little vanilla in there here and there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, that yeah, was right. another cool dude to work with was Crush, man. Yeah, people, right. Good yeah. people, dog. Real good people. Yeah, that's awesome. Now you said you worked you worked uh, you worked closely with Owen, right? Yeah, I, I, I was close with Owen. All right, Owen is like one of the most notorious ribbers in the industry. <laughs> he had did he ever back. did he ever get you? And yes, if he did. <laughs> He what was the story? He got me a few times. One story was, well, I um, it was WrestleMania. And I had been doing interviews with news channels and all the other stuff. And then I was in my room. And I got a call from Jay Leno on the show. So I figured I'm going to Jay Leno's. I need to go out and shop. So I went out and brought me a nice suit dog, a nice ring, a new watch. I spent bank. Ten of nines. Right. And until, you know, trying to get it a new look. And um, so I'm outside waiting for the limo. And all of a sudden, Owen and Davey comes outside. And they're like, what you all dressed up for? I said, that's a Jay Leno show tonight. They was like, man, that's bull. We haven't even did Jay Leno show. Owen's like, I've been here 14 years. I ain't did no Jay Leno show. And I was like, well, you know, that's where the ball bounces sometimes. So I'm still waiting, but they still are waiting me with me. And then 9 o'clock came, and there was still no limo. So next night, no. I look at Owen, and Owen's crying, trying to hold his laughter in. 
And then Davy Boy started laughing. Then Brett came out. And Brett laughed so hard, he almost fell in the bushes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, y'all are so funny, man. So f-. Then it dawned on me. Ain't no limo coming. Because that was only <laughs> Davy who called me. And that like it was the Jay Limo show. Man, they got all kind of ribs in on me, man. <laughs> real, real quick. So Stevie Ray told a story one time about, I guess, during a match in WCW, you forgot what you were supposed to do. You forgot the spots or something. You, you, you remember that match? No. Yeah, he told a story a few years ago. He says, we were doing a match, and oh, man, basically forgot what, what, what we were doing. So, I mean, I don't know. It, I mean, if it happens, it happens. I mean, you've heard, there's been plenty of times where Sting would forget stuff. Oh, yeah, like, you, you, you get a match really easy, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, but hey, any uh, you know what 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 are you up to these days? Um, do you, do you do any of the wrestle cons or anything like that? The conventions? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of conventions you? lately, man. A lot of conventions. I got another one coming up on um, October twenty eighth in Philadelphia. Okay, but I've been you know hitting the towns left and right. They've been calling me and, and hitting towns and making good money. You know, yeah, absolutely. they're making good money too. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a good time, especially with with everything's wrapping up back the way it is, and they're bringing out the cons. It's a good opportunity to to interact yeah, with the fans. Because I'm I'm sorry, no disrespect to new wrestlers, but I just can't get into what they're doing. I mean, I, I'd like to watch it if they had more of the attitude error on there, but I can't get into this. See the same guy wrestle every night and. This guy bloodline had the belt for a thousand something days. I, I just can't get into that, man. But we on 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 this on this podcast that we do, he'll tell you I can name anything that happened in the past. But if you ask me what happened on Raw last week, I can't tell you because I ain't watching. Like That's I remember back true. in the day, I remember I'm the back current the day, guy. He's the current guy. I'm the I'm the I'm the guy back when when wrestling was actually you know for men. And uh, it's just, I remember when, when Monday nights was wrestling, it was must-see TV. Exactly. And it's just, that that is no more. I can skip Raw. I don't have to watch Raw. I don't need to keep up with the clips. If I'm watching SmackDown, it's just, let me see what's going on with the bloodline. But now the bloodline has kind of jumped the shark a little bit. I watched a little bit of AEW. I try to go to as many shows as we can. Cause, and that's the thing, because we're, we're, we came you know, came to Texas from Cali. Mm-hmm. So we didn't realize how big wrestling is here in Texas. I mean, we know Divine Eric's, you know, world class right. and all that stuff, but we just did not know that every single weekend there is a wrestling show happening in Texas. Yeah. It's, a, and it's, it's crazy yeah. how big wrestling is. Then we were at the Royal Wumble this year and there was 51,000 of us at the Alamo Dome. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy stuff, man. It's just unbelievable how how big it is here so that's yeah. one thing i like that's one thing i will say positive about texas is that it's, it's a big wrestling country yes it is oh yeah it's most good. definitely yeah. it's like church on saturday yeah. would y'all so. feel like they're taking that bloodline angle too long man no oh, they no are. they definitely are yeah. <laughs> they yeah. definitely anyway and i'm gonna point out, I'm, a, I'm gonna point out something real quick the the, the flaws in the story so first, when the story happened, first it was the dudes, uh, the Uso brothers didn't want to be tribal chief. 
They're looking at Solo to be Tribal Chief. And all of a sudden now, Jimmy gets beat down. Jay wants to be Tribal Chief. They go to SummerSlam, have to match him and Roman Reigns. Uh, there's supposed to be no interference in that match from family members. Nobody's supposed to interfere. But yet you got interference from Solo and you got interference from Jimmy, who then yeah. kicks his brother and then says, the excuse they say, well, I didn't want you to become, as you, as you said it, because they bleeped it out on the show, I didn't want you to become an asshole like Roman Reigns. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, this storyline has really jumped the shark now. Like, this is like... <laughs> it's too much. It, it's too much now. Like, it's, it's too first much. First, it was, it was interesting. Now it's dragging on. And then it's like, okay, like you just said about Roman being a champion, it's like we were talking on our podcast about we bring up the Road Warriors, right? And I always right. bring up the Road Warriors, and I say, listen, here's a, here was a problem with the Road Warriors back in the day. If the Road Warriors are unstoppable and un, unbeatable, why am I going to watch this shit? Why am I going to buy a ticket to come to the arena? Because I already exactly. know the outcome. The Road Warriors are going to win. Exactly. Yeah. It's like if Ahmed Johnson had been the WWF champion and he was just busted up and jacked up and intense and shit, I'm like, well, I already know Ahmed Johnson's going to kill this guy. Right. So that's This is why we need the nation. Right. You ever, I know uh, heard, if y'all heard the um, interview from Bruce Pritchard, which one? Which one? Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, we know. Yeah, which which uh, which interview did he do? Uh, well, he, he, he did do? an interview with, about me not too long ago, and uh-huh. I can't get mad at him because just about everything he said was true. Yeah. You know, I, I was still green. I still had a lot to learn, but there was nobody to teach me. You know, Death Mantel, around Tunis Lydia, he tried to train me or teach me or something. I refused. Let him train me. First of all, that's been tell you ain't no main eventer. Okay, if I get trained, I'm gonna be training somebody who's been there. So I don't yeah, even know I let him hang around locker room. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did hear I did hear the Dutch man tell. Yeah, um, I, I did hear that well, recently he, on this podcast. He, never, he ain't never talked to me about training me. Yeah. Yeah, he's another one that says, Oh, he did oh, Ahmed just didn't he didn't get it. That's what he said. That's that's all that's that's the, the consensus feeling here. Just oh, Ahmed just didn't get it. It's, it's almost code for he didn't want to work with me. That's what I'm that's what I'm getting out of it. You know, I, the, I want to get somebody that can tell you what he didn't get it means. Cause he didn't get hanging out with the boys and you know, being part of the boys was, you know, his part of the gimmick. Brother I didn't hang out with nobody. And I think they didn't like that. And Warrior told me that backstage, too, that he was the same way. He would go get a different motel where, you know, boys couldn't find him. And, you know, he'd do his thing on, the, on his own little private kick, you know. But the Warrior warned me about that, man. So they kind of like, and basically what you're saying is that they just kind of felt like, ah, you ain't really one of the boys. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Exactly. That's how it is, man. Yeah, I, I've all I mean, of that, and you. It, it's sad because of the. I know the career could have been way more if it wasn't. For yes. Him. Like that's that's the biggest tragedy of it all is that they 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 pretty much hurt a great career. Yeah, like it could have been a, a potentially great career. Like you're already just being the first black champion. Um, you're already in the history books, right? You're always going to be right. revered as being the first black champion, single champion right. in WWE, right? 
Nobody can take that from you. But no. it's almost like, yeah, he's got that. But just imagine if the train would have kept rolling and people like just let the train roll. You know what I'm saying? You know right. what I find very, very ironic about the whole thing is that Ron Simmons, like I said, nothing but respect for Ron Simmons. I have no problem with Ron. I'm, just, I'm calling it like it is. That's what we do in this podcast. Keep it 1,000. Ron Simmons basically essentially derailed your momentum. Yes. But he didn't even get the WWF championship. No. Right. Right. That's, that's, it's, like, it's like, for what? Why did you, yeah. you do what you did? Yeah. That's and why you, I don't... I, you notice how when I left, how quick they went down. I mean, the crowd wasn't getting behind him. Nobody was believing the nation was the nation. And one of my dream matches was, man, I want the team with me and Ron Simmons as a tag team. That would have been devastating, man. Doom 2.0. That would have been devastating. I think they were heading in that direction. But then, obviously, whatever whatever went down, went down. But I think they were heading in that, in that direction with you with the nation of domination. If you go back and look at that stuff, that's just that was just that group right there. That group of you, Ryan, Devo, um, and Kama as as the nation of domination. And what oh, yeah. you guys are doing. You that that was an unstoppable force right there. Yes, it was. But hey, people people got other plans and they just didn't go out the way the way it went out. So I don't know. But all man, final final thoughts for you, brother. What what uh what do you want to tell the fans out there and, and you know what do you want to put the stamp on on your career here? Oh, first of all, man, I want to tell them don't believe all that crazy bull that's out there. Because none of them guys will tell me on my face what they're saying now. And right. second, man, I, I, I love and appreciate my fans, bro. Big time. You yeah. definitely, definitely got a fan. Over and you here. got fans, brother. You trust me. You got fans. I, I play WWE 2K23. All right. There are many Ahmed Johnson. There's people that create you on the game. Bill creating you as a character. Yeah, I on get that game. a lot on my on yeah. my Facebook. There's a lot of people creating me on as a character. Yeah. So it's like, hey, 2K WWE. Like, why don't you reach out and actually get the real guy? Work with the man. To, to work with the man. Get get the real guy so we can put Ahmed in the game. Yeah, yeah. Do, some these, do some of these these classic these classic matches instead of trying to push somebody to the side as if they didn't exist. But that's the way it goes. You know, they they can rewrite history all they want to. That's just what they do. Exactly. Well, sir, we appreciate you for coming on the show. Thank you hey. so so much for for giving no us your time. Uh, this is one of the best interviews we've done. Uh, Thank they, you, bro. They, they keep getting better. So we appreciate you for coming on and giving us your time and. And telling your truth because right that 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 was needed. We needed to hear hear your truth today. So we exactly. You. I appreciate y'all letting me get it out there, man. No problem. No, no problem. problem at all, brother. You got a friend in us, so uh, anytime anytime you want to talk, man, we here. Cool. All right, all right, man. For everybody out there, thank you guys for tuning in to the No Gimmicks Podcast here on the DFPN. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll be back with more. Until then, enjoy the fucking wrestling. Peace. Peace.
Thank you.